Hey everybody, long time no talk. I'm recording this outside, by the way, uh, because it is one of those uh, perfectly chilly uh, southern fall nights when the weather is just changing. You know that time when uh, you, you get it feels so good because you get to put on your favorite sweatshirt and your favorite jeans, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere uh, you get sick and you forget that every single time this year that sudden wonderful feeling is always met with the downer of that first fall cold. I'm certain that's about to happen to me. I'm surprised that it hasn't already happened to me, but I'm outside and uh, there's just such good ambiance out here, and I thought that maybe y'all would enjoy it. Hopefully that you can hear the crickets and the yada yada and whatever. Anyways, I hadn't talked to y'all in a while. I've been on vacation. Y'all saw probably my post last week. I was in Vermont and uh, took the wife to New England because, as y'all may, y'all definitely know, uh, we just found out we're going to have a kid. And she, of course, was like, okay, I've got to go. You've got to take me to some of these places that I've never been because uh, if every single person in my life is to be believed, uh, once we have the kid, we're not going to be able to do a lot of stuff. And of course, she's like, I mean, you are because it's like your job. You get to go places, but I'm not going to get to. And I was like, I get it, babe. Where do you want to go? And she was like, let's go to New England. And I was like, okay, well, if we're going to go up that way, you know, uh, because I'm a traveled man, uh, I know we have to go to Vermont because we're going to be in that little two week window where the leaves are changing right before they're all gone. And that was true. And it was wonderful and it was beautiful. And, uh, I thank you all for your patience, letting me kind of take the week off, even though I didn't ask you, <laughs> uh, but it was great. I, I did. I really disconnected, had a wonderful time, a relaxing time. Me and my wife, uh, didn't have one single argument for seven whole days in a car together. That is how good that freaking trip was. But I wanted to tell y'all a story that happened to me on the road because it kind of, uh, I think there's a moral to the story. And it's very rare, in my opinion, that a true-to-life thing happens to me. And uh, I can sort of turn it into one of Aesop's fables, as it were. But I really, I really, really do think there's a moral to it, so I wanted to tell you. And uh, it's funny, and it's embarrassing, and uh, something stupid that I did. And as a comedian, I'm required by law to tell you all, all those things. So we're on the trip, and uh, we were in Raleigh, North Carolina the week before doing stand-up. First off, thank you to everyone who came out to Good Night's Comedy Club. It was awesome. And then me and my wife had the trip planned. And then the weekend after that, I was scheduled to do some stage plays, uh, doing a little dramatic acting in and reprising my role in Old God's Appalachia as Jerry Brotherton. Uh, thank you all for listening to that. If you have, if not, go check it out. That is a wonderful horror anthology podcast, and I was so lucky to be casted in it and got to come up with shaping the character and whatnot. And they asked me if I wanted to do it live on stage in front of a thousand people, and of, of course I did. And so we went, we did the shows in uh, Asheville, North Carolina at the Masonic Temple, and it was so cool. And so the first show goes really well. I hit my marks good. I delivered my lines well. I even made myself cry a little bit on stage. I really crushed it. I was feeling so, so, so good about myself. I uh, went and did something that I normally never do, which is check my Facebook to see if anybody had said anything. And they did. It was, they were praising my performance. Oh my God, Corey, you brought such a, a, uh, a humanity to an otherwise uh, irredeemable character is wonderful. Uh, and of course, that meant uh, a lot uh, to me, even though it was probably rubbish and someone just blowing smoke up my ass. I don't care. Anytime you can give me praise, I will accept it. But that's not the story that I want to tell. The story that I want to tell is the second show. I was really, 
really pumped from the first show and I thought, okay, for the second show, I'm going to really bring it. You know, this is the first time I'd done anything dramatic on stage. I mean, it was a, still kind of a comedy bit, but I had a, you know, a little dramatic monologue there in the middle. And I was like, I'm really going to bring it. I'm going to show these people my true acting chops, right? So I'm um, doing my scene and it's going really great. And at the end of my scene, I won't spoil it in case they've recorded it and are going to put it out, but basically I'm being told that I'm about to have to sign a deal with the literal devil, you know, <laughs> and it's a very scary moment. And I'm supposed to scurry off stage in the scene. I'm, I'm running uh, out of the room uh, uh, scared, right? And so I did just like I did in the first show. I go to run off stage, except for I kind of ran at a different angle. And what I didn't know, and a lot of this I'm blaming on the fact that in order to play this character, I didn't have my glasses on. <laughs> but what I didn't see uh, from that angle, I ran directly into a stage light. And when I tell you that I ate shit, I mean, I ate, sh it was not just a little tiny stumble. I left both of my feet, flew through the air, drilled both of my knees on the ground and hit my face on the ground. And uh, the, the very back end of the fall was all backstage, but everybody like you, the, this, the crowd could see it. That they saw me bust my ass, and I heard the "oh, oh my god" from the audience, right? And I, I go back, and we're talking the, the extreme highs and lows of performance. I've experienced them both in 0.5 seconds. I was so pleased with my performance, and then right at the end, I was convinced that I had ruined the show. I mean, I had, uh, you know, sure it was a funny moment, but this isn't a comedy that we're doing. And I'm not the main character in this. And I've now taken away the spotlight by this act. And it wasn't intentional, but I, I did it. And I'm feeling so bad because I've already got imposter syndrome to begin with. I don't belong here. I'm a comedian. I really don't even deserve to be that. But y'all let me be it. And like I, I, again, I can't stress to you the amount of imposter syndrome that I always have. Like I've never really been in a room and felt like I was in a room with my contemporaries. I've always felt like someone who didn't belong and was just lucky to be there. And that eventually people were going to find me out and realize that I wasn't worthy of being there. And I, I had never felt more like that in my life. I mean, I was in the back. I, my wife was back there and, and she was laughing, of course, because I would have been laughing too. I just busted my ass on stage. And uh, I laughed at first because I have a pretty good sense of humor about my mistakes. But then I just kind of sat there with my the head in my hands. And I was just like, I've, I've ruined it. Like I was really trying to show people that I had another side to me and that I'm not just the dude who makes stupid videos or the guy that's been telling jokes on stage for years, but I have other talents and, and I want to do other things and I can do things aside from comedy. And I ruined it. I, I had it. I had him in the palm of my hand. And then at the end, I'm just, I'm just, I'm the fat bumbling idiot that everyone knows me to be. I can't fool anybody. And I mean, I was upset and mainly because I genuinely thought that I had ruined the show for everybody. Sincerely, like I thought you have taken something that's not about you. And even though it wasn't your fault, you made it about you and you're not going to be invited back and everybody's going to be mad at you. And that's how I felt. And I was super down on myself. And then I made another mistake a couple of the hours later and I went back to Facebook and Twitter and I started checking comments 
because I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess, just waiting, waiting for someone to post the video of me busting my ass and for me to finally go viral for something I didn't want to go viral for. And instead, what I found was a myriad of comments and direct messages from people who were at the show and thought that that was a choice and that that was what I was supposed to do because it actually did make sense in the scene that my character, who was kind of a bumbling bag of shit idiot running from the devil for him to have tripped and fell. They thought that I did it on purpose and they were telling me how awesome it was and how great a commitment to the bit that I had made. And, and some were saying, man, what a great physical actor too. I mean, that was pretty much everybody. And then like a dummy, I corrected them. I was like, oh, by the way, that, that, that wasn't on purpose. I'm just an idiot and I fell. But my point to that is, is that whenever you make a mistake, it is most of the time a reality that nobody really noticed it. And you don't have to be too hard on yourself. And sometimes it works out and it's okay. And uh, that's what I took from it, at least. Something that I thought was literally the worst thing that could have happened. Other people saw it completely differently. And I think that that is how it goes with us a lot. Uh, we see our actions one way. And that's not exactly how we're perceived by other people. And we're probably harder on ourselves than we need to be. I know at least I was in that moment. And uh, it actually ended up working out for me. So that's just some food for thought. This isn't uh, uh, supposed to be an inspirational substack, but I just had that thought on my mind, and I thought maybe you could use it this Monday morning. I appreciate all of you being here. I appreciate all of you who stuck with me through the vacation last week. I apologize for not having more stuff up, but I really was just trying to disconnect for a little bit. And now it is back to business as usual. Uh, you're going to have an essay this week. There will be jokes of the day and such. And I'm actually working on some bigger projects for this here Substack, but they're going to take me some time. So just be patient because I really want to make them good. I've got some really big ideas, uh, but it's a one man show here. So uh, you boys doing all the production, all the sound design, all the editing, all the writing, all the, you know, all that stuff. So, but I do want to tell you that some really interesting stuff is uh, heading down the pike, as they say. And I thank you all for being here. And remember if you are, uh, subscribe for free it'd be awesome if you bumped up to the five dollars because the more subscribers i have the more time i have freed up to make uh even cooler things for you and give you more value for your money uh, but if it is about the money and you just can't afford the five dollars then please just email me at buttercreamcory at gmail.com and i will comp you no questions asked because uh while i do like money and also require it for food and shelter and whatnot and baby's clothes. Uh, I don't want it to come between uh, you and something I have created and made uh, for your enjoyment. Cause that's just how I feel. I'm allowed to do it. I'm the boss here. So email me at buttercreamcory at gmail.com. But like I said, if you can afford it, that'd be cool. And I'd appreciate you. Thank you for telling all your friends about parttimefunnyman.com. Thank you all for following me and all my artistic endeavors. And remember, whenever you make a mistake, don't be so hard on yourself. It's possible that no one even noticed. <laughs> all right. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye.